What's going on, everybody? This is Joshua Bishop, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when you make great barbecue. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things on the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a listener Q&A episode with... Brock from Smokin' Jay's Barbecue. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Evan Listen's Fine Podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said, this is a listener question episode with Brock and how's it going today, Brock? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. They're recording this the day after Christmas and all that kind of fun stuff. And yeah, how was, how was your Christmas? Uh, I mean, it was, it was all right. Um, I had a party that I had to cook for, for Christmas Eve. And then I went and spent some time with my family. And then, I mean, Christmas Day, I don't, I don't ever do anything. Uh, I usually get some, uh, there's a, a Japanese restaurant that's close to me called A1. Uh, so I, I usually get some like sushi and some hibachi from them and just like watch a movie and shit at home on Christmas Day. So that's what I did yesterday. And then, uh, my, my one roommate went to the bar with some of his friends to watch the Browns game. And a whole bunch of them came over uh, afterwards, and we just got really high and played Uno Flip for a little while. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was it was a pretty good pretty good Christmas. Uh, how how was yours? Uh didn't literally do any, really do anything uh, because of kind of like COVID coming back around, or at least having a lot of these spikes and everything. We decided not to go out, not to do anything. Kind of actually started back of. Last weekend with the AIW show, my wife was hanging out with her aunt and all all that stuff. And since then, like her aunt, her cousin, uh, a couple other people in her family, like have caught COVID. So actually on Monday, we decided to like separate a little bit where I stayed at the apartment and she went to her parents' house and she got tested twice and uh Positive, I'm not positive, negative both times. She even the second time got tested for, I think, the flu, and that came back negative. So, uh, because like she was kind of feeling a little sick, but like it wasn't 100% COVID like, but she wasn't 100% sure. And we had to figure that stuff out. And then, like, one of the places that I do go for Christmas, like, uh, it's my best man's family, people that are very much like family to me. They've kind of had a COVID scare and they canceled Christmas. So it was like 
that came after we decided not to go anywhere. Uh, she came home. Amanda came home Friday after her second test came back negative. And yeah, like we haven't really left since like Thursday or not Thursday, but Friday I went to the store, got all the groceries we need. And I, I'm not leaving until tomorrow to go to work. So like that, we had like a very quiet day at home. We watch like Christmas Eve. We watch movies. Christmas Day, we watched some movies, uh, watched the Browns game. And I was like, that's pretty kind of much it. Like, it just had like a nice, chill at home Christmas. And I've never in my life done that. I've always gone out and did stuff. But this year, yeah, we we just didn't. Yeah, I mean, I stopped kind of doing stuff uh, for all holidays um, almost 10 years ago. Uh, I just, I don't know. My family's cool. Uh, I, you know, like my cousins and my aunts and uncles. Uh-huh. Uh, they're all great, but we have a very large family. And, uh, so you just kind of get stuck in one place and you, it's hard to move around. You know, I mean, like we're talking like 60 people inside of a house. So especially right now with COVID, uh, being a thing, I'm not all that comfortable being in such closed quarters with people, uh, with that many people. So I'm definitely not doing anything. Holiday, holiday stuff right now with the family just because of of that but like just my siblings and my parents uh my nieces and nephews that's different it's you know a, a lot more contained so you know i mean i definitely enjoyed being over at my parents house on christmas eve but yeah christmas day i just i hung out on my couch all day it was awesome what's uno flip like i i was just at a store and i seen that there was a marvel uno flip and i love uno I love Marvel, but like I've never played the aspect of flip. Oh man! Um, well, first off, uh, are you and Amanda competitive at all? Oh, uh, we can be. Okay, then you might not want to play this together. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I mean, there. So you, you have you have two sides. Uh, you have like your regular side of cards, mm-hmm. and then you have another side that has like darker colors. Uh, so we just call it, you know, we call it the light side, the dark side. And there's um, a card that um, it's your flip card. So like you play that and then you have to, you know, everybody flips their deck over and you see, so then you play with the other side. Now on the dark side, um, you have like a, um, you know, a, a draw five. Uh, and then you have another one that's, it's a draw color card. Mm-hmm. So you lay that down and then, you know, it's a, a wild. Uh, so the person that's beside of you, they have to draw until they pull whatever color it is that you set. Okay. So if you say orange, they have to pull until they get an orange card. Okay. So during quarantine, uh, me and both of my roommates, my roommate Pat and I would love to tell this story. So I'm kind of glad that you asked about it. <laughs> Uh, my, so I have two roommates, uh, Pat and Bree. They are now, uh, very happily engaged to the getting married in October next year. I'm very excited for their wedding. Uh, but one of our, one of their friends was over at the house during quarantine. We were playing Uno Flip and, uh, Pat played that, uh, draw color card on Bree. And she was like five cards in and still pulling. And he's going, Oh, Oh, Oh. Every single time she would pull another card and she's like 15 cards in and he's still going, Oh, Oh. 
And she just goes, you know what? Fuck you. And throws the cards down, walks back to the bedroom. And me, Pat, and their friend that was over, we're all just kind of looking at each other like, well, what are we supposed to do now? We just kind of like, you know, the three of us talked, you know, amongst ourselves. And then Bree comes out and she goes, guys, I just want to apologize for the way I acted. And I shouldn't have done that. And Pat started to say something and she goes, not you. I was apologizing to Brock and Judy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm, I'm comp- I think I'm competitive, but I don't know if I'm competitive to, to that point. I don't, at least I don't feel like I am. I, I'm not, you know, like I, I just want, I want to have fun. I want to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care if I lose or if I win. It, it really, uh, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Um, but some people that, you know, they get, they get a certain type of way about losing and, you know, Bree is, <laughs> she's, she's fine. Whatever it comes to losing. I think it was just that we had been locked up and all locked up in the house together. Uh, that, she was a little bit more on edge that day, but yeah, um, it's definitely a lot more competitive. It's really fun. If, uh, everybody around is like a little bit fucked up, uh, because it just gets chaotic whenever you start playing those flip cards and everybody has to flip, you know, flip all the cards in their hand yeah. and then you got to flip the, you know, flip your draw deck and stuff. So it gets, it gets real competitive. It gets real chaotic. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend playing it. I just got to remember where I seen that at uh, the Marvel one and probably pick it up. Cause I like, for me, Uno was like one of my favorite card games, hands down. Like it, like that was probably the first card game or one of the first games I learned. I have grandparents who, you know, they always had multiple Uno decks. So we went over there, you know, played it a lot and I've always had so much fun. I have like a multiple different kinds of decks. I know within with all of our games, like I have a a Chicago Bears Uno. I got an old WWE Uno, and I say old, not like oh, it's from like the '90s or the early 2000s. No, it's from like ten years or so ago. Uh, I think I know I got a Family Guy one. That's a decent age. And I forget some of the other ones I got because I got into the special themed Unos back in the early 2000s when a place that I was working at, a friend of mine brought in or a friend of mine coworker brought in star trek uno and i'm not a star trek fan but learning about the the different specialty cards it made it really fun and like we play the shit out of that yeah i i was kind of similar uh my grand you know, my my grandparents had a whole bunch of different uno decks and uh they had skippo also that was another one that we played and then um my family like we have a game that we play it's called shanghai it's a lot like phase 10 okay um, but like, you know, New Year's Day, we have uh, a tradition. We call it Triple F Day. And me and all my siblings go over to my parents' house and we watch all the all the bowl games, eat a shit ton of food. So, you know, food, football. And then uh, it's the one day a year that we can fart around my mom and she won't like complain about it. So that's where the other F comes in. So food, football and farting. Uh, it's been like a nice tradition in my in my family's house for my entire life <laughs> i never i never learned how to play what was it skippo yeah and then there's another one you mentioned i never learned how to play that one either uh so i the uh, shanghai is the game that i play with my family it's it's like phase 10 phase 10 that's the one i've never learned either yeah yeah it's it's a, that's another fun one man 
all those like old old card games uh i don't know i they're kind of uh, nostalgic for me i guess one card game that you just kind of reminded me of because you you mentioned one that you played with your family one that i played with my family and i don't know many people who have played it and i just had to google it really quick to remember the exact name it was called millborns uh i've never heard of that one m-i-l-l-e-b-o-r-n-e-s and it's uh the one that i i googled which had the cover and design everything that i remember says it's a parker brothers french card game and uh if i remember correctly it has to do with like driving uh, some of your some cards have numbers on it like 50 25 75 and i'm just going by what's kind of like on the front and then there's like a stop card and a go card and you have to like the point is to get up to a certain number and i don't remember the exact number but i, I want to say it's like you maybe you play one card at a time and then you can but you can also play these stop and go card like i'm it's been so long since I played it and I need to like buy it and uh, learn how to play it again because it's probably been, and I mean quite serious, like over 20 years. Hey, maybe you'll be able to find one of those at Toy Hio on February 12th. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Cheap plug. Cheap plug. Uh, I, I don't remember if I've looked for that there. I think when I, like when I go to Toy Hio, like there's definitely like, certain things I'm looking for, but whether I'm going to find them it just depends like the fact that like not many vendors right now have vhs tapes like there's uh one beside rick that always does he can be hit or miss of what he has and i think i've seen a lot of ninja turtles vhs tapes around there but not not a whole lot because i know that's one thing that i need to get back into i love to see just a horror one pop up of a bunch of horror tapes because i think that'd be fucking awesome you and your vhs tapes <laughs> fucking love them <laughs> I was I was listening. I didn't. I haven't got to finish it yet. But I was listening to the Christmas episode with Gracious Jesse. That's that's one of the episodes that you do every year that I always look forward to. Also, I I love him. I I love him too. And like the fact that like him and I could just like get together. Like I had like no really notes planned. It was just me and him shooting the shit. And the fact that even early in the episode, I had a feeling it was going to bite me in the ass. Where I'm like, this will be a short episode, and then end up being like over an hour and a half. Yeah, I started laughing whenever you said that. I was going to edit in a, oops. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> nah, people people will get it. Like, oh, it's supposed to be a short episode, but here I am seeing this episode like an hour and a half. So you didn't go as short as you wanted to. No, I didn't. No, but I did not. To, to be fair, though, you did say an hour and a half at the most. Yeah, I, I did say that. But I, because of like his schedule and mine, I'm like, I wanted to get like a nice hour in episode and then like, we both could like go to bed and all this shit. And then when it to be an hour and a half, which granted it's only an extra half hour, but I know with him, like how early he gets up like that half hour could have been something. And we also like talked a little bit before we started recording. So I'm like, man, fucking keeping him so long and all this shit, but uh, it, it all worked out. But yeah, I do love me some VHS tapes. And actually I kind of did what I wanted to do this year. Uh, almost every movie we watched Christmas wise was a VHS tape. The only one we didn't, because we I don't own it on VHS, but I will buy it, and I guess it's, it looks like it's pretty cheap, is uh, Elf. But other than that, every other movie we watched, VHS. VHS was still a thing whenever Elf came out? You're talking, like, right at the end. Because okay. uh, I looked when that came out. That came out in, like, 2003. Okay. And VHS was still holding on. I'm, I'm trying to remember when the last one was made. Like, you're talking, like, 2000. 
five or so is when it really started to die. I mean, God, when you, when you think about it too, like it's crazy that we still have DVDs. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You would kind of figure those would die off, but maybe just some people don't have the money to upgrade. But I mean, I don't know. We're to a point where if you have a video game system, you, you have a Blu-ray player. Blu-ray players are very cheap, but I, one thing that I like about having a DVD copy and like something where it's comes like multiple versions, like, Oh, here's the Blu-ray of the DVD. And there's a digital code with it is the fact if I ever, I get to the point where I have kids and if there's a movie they really, really like, I know there's multiple copies. Like I know for me growing up, I beat the shit out of Ghostbusters and, but luckily that was a VHS tape. But I know years later, like I had a friend of mine, uh, his son loved cars but that was like the DVD age and like that DVD ended up getting like fucked up. And so now you get to a point where, you know, if that DVD copy gets messed up, you know, like you have a Blu-ray copy and maybe if they have the uh, ability to watch digital, like boom, there's a digital copy too. So it's like, you never have to worry about like, Oh my God, what if this copy gets screwed up? I mean, I'm kind of surprised that physical media at all still is around because I mean, you can go to, to, fucking cvs and spend 40 dollars on a roku you know like you, I mean, you can go to any store and get a, a roku or a fire stick or a chromecast and do everything digitally so physical media still surviving is kind of uh surprising to me i think one thing that keeps physical media going is the fact that when we go from one physical media generation to the next that not everything crosses over so there are like definitely like for example like vhs tapes there are things that are on vhs that you can only watch on vhs because when they came to dvds they're like we're not making that and same thing when you got to the dvd to blu-ray era and there's some stuff like you can't find digitally like i went i realized this recently i don't care what anybody says about it i grew up loving them and i love spice girls and the movie i come to find out you can't you couldn't get anywhere at least when i last looked you couldn't stream it anywhere you couldn't buy it anywhere like you had to have a physical media copy to watch it it might have changed since then i kind of hope it does but the fact that like i happen to have a dvd copy of it made it to be where oh i don't i don't have to worry about not being able to find my movie because here's my dvd copy well i mean if you're okay with watching it you know uh not the most legal way um, I just found a stream for it. So. <laughs> I mean, there there are those aspects. I know I used to have a, a what the Chromecast, and then I had a Android tablet, and I had the whatever the illegal big illegal stream thing was, and I used to sh- illegally stream so much shit. Now I got to a point where just I've started buying movies to where it just didn't matter. But I mean, hey, it's definitely to each their own. But the fact that like you have to go in a legal way to find a movie like that. Cause definitely I think one of the biggest things is whether it be like certain rights and paying people, like for example, like one movie that I watched on, uh, wasn't Christmas Eve. It was uh, the 23rd. I watched for the first time, uh, wish you a turtle Christmas, which was a live action turtles short. That was like 22 minutes long. And God, was it horrible? And I understand when we got to the DVD, it's like, yeah, we're not converting that. No, <laughs> that's bad yeah i i don't know i i don't i i usually can find a, a stream illegally for anything that i want to watch and i don't really pay for very much so um yeah 
Yeah, I mean, Son-in-Law is another movie that was kind of like that where uh, you can't find it on streaming services. And I saw Pam was uh, saying that she like replied to somebody on Twitter about not being able to watch Son-in-Law. So I went and found that illegal stream and sent it to her. But yeah, I mean, they're out there. I, I can find pretty much anything I want to watch. I need to watch Son-in-Law. It's been a little while. I used to love that movie. That was one of those movies for me that I watched a lot, but I never owned it. I might, we might've run it at once, but it was on TV enough, like HBO or stars, whatever it, the movie channel it would be on that. I would watch it like every single time. And I fucking love that movie, but I've never, ever owned it. I remember always seeing it on CMT. (laughs) That, that makes total sense. (laughs) I don't, I don't know why I remember that specifically, but it was, it was always on CMT. God, yeah, it's been like that's like when people talk about like Thanksgiving movies like that doesn't get talked about. And it's it's a it's hands down a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. I mean, she goes home for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's such a good movie. I think it's my my favorite Polly Shore movie. Uh, Biodome is mine. But yeah, Son-in-Law is right up there. I've never seen Biodome. Get the fuck out of here, Summers. Are you serious? I'm I'm serious. And the, the sad thing is, I think oh. I think I have a copy somewhere. But the reason why I have a copy is because like it got mixed in with some one of my ex's stuff. Like I think an ex that I dated the mid two thousands and just somehow like she never asked for it back or whatever. not like I was keeping it from her. But I swear that was one of her favorite movies. I've never watched that movie. I think I've seen parts of it but i don't think i've ever sat down i'm like i'm gonna watch biodome Dude, you, you, you have to watch it it's 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 hilarious man it you, you have to you have to watch it i feel like nobody talks about jury duty either that's one that i always forget about honestly mm-hmm. like i i didn't even think about paulie shore being in that movie until you just brought it up like it's definitely a movie i've seen multiple times and it goes again with like i've never owned it but i rem- i remember it but I can't tell you that much about it. Yeah, that was another one that I I used to always see on TV. Good old Polly Shore. Nineties yeah. kind of fucking love nineties comedies. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, like I was having a conversation with one of my friends that, that I work with um, because he's he's he was born I think in ninety five, okay. and I'm like, dude, there were so many good movies that came out the year you the year you were born. Mm-hmm. I just started like you know, rattling some off and he's like, yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. God, fucking young people kill me. I'm kind of that way with some eighties movies. Like I know there's a ton that I've never seen. Like people, I'd have to like, that has to be named, but I know like I've never seen, Oh, what's the big fucking, what's the detention one? Breakfast club. Yeah. I've never seen breakfast club. Damn. That was, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, I've never seen fast times. It's another good one. I've n- I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. Like I swear I've seen most of the movie, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off all the way through. But I feel like I've seen like every part though at the same time. That's another good one, but I'm at a point with that movie that like I've seen it so many times that I'm just tired of it. Yeah, I can see that. At least I've seen I mean I've seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> Seen, I've seen Ghostbusters. Seen Ghostbusters more times than I could ever count. 
I could probably count on one hand how many times I've watched it, and I don't think I would even need a full hand. Damn. I watched, I'm not I'm I, not much of a movie person, honestly. Like as I'm sitting here talking shit about, you know, my friend that was born in 1995 not seeing a lot of 90s movies. Um I don't I don't watch a lot of movies. Uh TV in general is just like background noise for me. Because okay. I'm constantly doing something. Uh like I go to work and you know like I work I work all day at my my real job. And then I come home and I'll put like the office on TV or something. And then I'm sitting there doing stuff for smoking Jays on my phone. So I don't watch TV or movies or anything anymore. I just listen to shit. Yeah. I think whenever I went over the road, that's when like my TV habits totally changed. And now I'm to the point where to start a new show, I have to really be invested, whether it be something that's old or something that's, Hey, there's a new show coming out. Watch this. And I definitely, if I get behind on something, I will abandon it quick. Like, uh, uh, or like year. Oh God, I don't even remember how many years ago I got behind on American Dad. Stop watching it. Family Guy was one of my favorite shows for a very long time. I got real behind on it. Stop watching it. I got behind on. I'm like a season behind on Bob's Burgers. We eventually want to get Hulu and catch up, but got to a point where it's just doing like so many other things, and then yep, yeah, just made it harder to where it's like, if I want to sit down and watch something, I mean, that's, I think that's why I'm like really invested into a lot of the Marvel shows to where like their seasons are short. Like, I think that the longest one was WandaVision. I want to say that was 12 episodes. And most of the ones since then have been like close to half that. Like they just finished the Hawkeye show. That was six episodes. I mean, the only show that I know I'm going to actually carve out time to watch and pay attention to is whenever uh, the new season of Ozark comes out next month. I've always heard a lot about that show and I forget for whatever reason, I was never interested in it. Uh, that's one of them that like me and both my roommates, like we all watch that together. Uh, like we'll find, you know, a couple of days where we don't have something going on and we can, you know, all three sit down to, to watch it. So how's smoking Jay's barbecue going? Oh man, uh, slightly depressing, honestly. Um, so I don't know how much it's really, really been out there for everybody, but, uh, so like the lease that we signed on this place, uh, was only a three month lease cause we were hoping to be able to get some investors to be going in there uh, so that we could buy it. Uh, it's still the goal, but we're kind of, uh, switching the vision a little bit if that makes sense for right now um right now we're, we're just instead of doing the whole uh carry out and grubhub thing we're gonna try to focus on doing more pop-up stuff uh like we do at like toy hio um it's just different places that we can go and kind of set up um kind of try to focus more on that focus more on catering um so you know hit me up and you know use that discount code cheers and I'll still give you that 10% off on the, uh, the catering services too. Uh, but yeah, we're, uh, I I'm supposed to be meeting with, uh, the building owner this week so that we can kind of talk about, um, a new lease, but, uh, yeah, things have, <clears throat> things have been slow. I'll, uh, I'll, I guess I'll say it like that. Uh, there's been a few changes um, without burying anybody also. So, <laughs> it's 
you know, me and Kurt, um, just trying to, trying to keep things rolling and, uh, trying to get more business coming in. But yeah, things have been slow, but, uh, I'm still very optimistic about the future. So that's, that's a positive, right? Yeah. I think that that's one way to look at it. Uh, the past two years have been so crazy. It has. Yeah. That I could understand like having some of the issues, but like the pop-up stuff, like getting the name out there is a great idea. Like, I don't know if this isn't in, uh, in your plans, but I would love to see you guys pop up at uh, that North Canton show. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of something that we've talked about. Um, so I, I posted on my uh, my personal Twitter um, yesterday or two days ago. I don't I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm picking up a truck this week. OK. And, you know, just just a, a normal pickup truck. Um, but, you know, I basically i'm not paying anything for it um because this guy just he wants to get rid of it uh because his dad's getting older they're trying to get all the vehicles off of his off of his property and they've got a farm truck that they need to, you know he needs to get rid of so you know with me being able to acquire that now i'm kind of looking at a food trailer also so if i can get a food trailer that i can you know with that truck than doing something at like you know that north canton uh that north canton show that aiw set up at is going to be a lot easier for me to do mm-hmm. and north canton uh you know for, for those of you that are listening that don't know north canton is where i live um they do stuff like that every single month maybe not bringing in entertainment stuff but they've got something going on um you know on main street every month uh, during the summer. So us being able to set up for that stuff would be a lot easier. Um, downtown Canton, they do a big thing. Uh, it's called first Friday, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every you know, first Friday of every month, all the bars and businesses and everything that's in downtown Canton just does, you know, just blow, blows it up. You know, like they've got, you know, every bar has a band that's playing and there's a bunch of food trucks and vendors that are set up all over the street. Uh, so we'll be able to do um, that type of stuff easier. Uh, the kitchen that we're cooking out of is in Maslin. You know, that's the, where the building that we want to buy is at. Uh, so we're trying to, you know, do some more stuff to get kind of ingrained in the, the Maslin community as well, which Maslin is where I grew up. So trying to open up a business, you know, 30 seconds away from my childhood house is kind of cool. Um, just, you know, it's, it's been a little bit more difficult to, uh, get the support from the local community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the AIW family has been insane. Uh, like the amount of people that drove down, uh, for our soft open uh, weekend was awesome. You know, I would say 60% of our, uh, our customers from that first weekend were people that knew us from AIW. So having the support from the AIW community has been insane. Um, now I just needed to get it from my local community and that's the, that's the part that I'm, uh, we're kind of struggling with right now. If I'm correct with first Friday, isn't it, uh, how it's, what is it called where you're, you're allowed to take uh, beer from, or alcohol from venue to venue. Yeah, they they put it into a plastic cup and uh, 
that's like the one time <laughs> yeah. that's the one one day a month that you can walk around with an open container in, in Canton. I remember the brief time that I was Ubering and lifting. I got around that area on a first Friday and it was trying to like pick somebody up was a pain in the ass just because they have like that whole area kind of like blocked off and you have to pick somebody up in like a specific place. Well, and you know, so for, for people that don't know, downtown Canton is all one way streets to be good. So driving around downtown Canton to begin with is difficult, mm-hmm. but then you close everything down, you know, for, for first Friday and it makes it even worse. So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And honestly, I try to stay out of downtown as much as I can, not even just for first Friday, but I've only went down the first Friday one time uh, and they've been doing it. I want to say somewhere around five years now and i've mm-hmm. went once there's too many people i get anxious yeah fucking the first time i ever went downtown canton i had i'd been driving maybe a couple years and i just got my license suspended and i was actually going to the canton bmv to pay for it because at that point i couldn't pay my fine any place other than like certain bmvs and i was in between Canton and Youngstown and like where I grew up, like I was almost directly in the middle. So just pick, pick my poison. I chose Canton and going there for the first time. And then like when you miss your street and then you have to go with that one way stuff of like, all right, now how do I get back to that road that I was on? And this was, uh, this was like 2006 and there might've been GPSs, but I didn't have one. I think I had like Yahoo directions. So once I got lost, it was like, well, Let's try to navigate this stuff. All right, I'm going to turn here. Nope, that's uh, one way the other way. Fuck. Uh, let me go down one road. And it's just, oh, it's just a big, big old pain in the ass. I think I can handle it now. But I, re- I remember at that time, God, did that suck. Yeah, I mean, if you don't, if you're not familiar with the area, it can be extremely confusing. Um, you know, like I said, I try to stay out of downtown as much as I can. But back in April, I had to do um, my serve safe classes. And, uh, they were doing those downtown and dude, every single day I like, I cuss a lot, but I have never cussed as, as much as what I did that week that I was going downtown for classes. <laughs> dude, I, I fucking hate it so bad. I, I hate being in Canton, like Canton proper. I fucking hate it so much. Yeah. I think that's why I stay. I kind of stayed away from it for a while. I do love fucking North Canton though. North Canton. Once I discovered that and like all the entertainment uh, opportunities or places to eat like that, literally like Tinseltown movie theater is my favorite movie theater. I will, depending on the movie, I will choose it over my local Cinemark. And that's literally within Cago Falls. Uh, that, that's actually where Kurt's working at right now. Like during, he's got like a few days during the week that uh, he's a, a popcorn bitch at, uh, at Tinseltown. <laughs> And he told me, he was like, yeah, I mostly just I took a job mostly just so I could watch movies for free. I'm like, dude, I get it, man. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you go down there, there's a pretty good chance that uh, he'll be the one that gets you your popcorn. I'll have to remember the next time I go there. It's been, it's been a little while. I think whatever movie I've seen before, uh, Ghostbusters. I'm honest, I want to say it was the uh, Eternals. I think that was the last movie i seen there. I think... I think the last, God, I think the last movie that I saw at Tinseltown, 
uh, was with my dad, and it was <laughs> The Passion of the Christ. Good God, that was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, God. I've only went to the theater probably a couple times since then, and it, but it wasn't Tinseltown. Well, they serve alcohol now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. I heard they got some fancy-ass seats now, too. Oh, God, yeah, that's one thing that I... That's something that kind of <laughs> happened almost all across the board at movie theaters, except for like the Cinemark by me, like, what was it about a year before they started doing that? They built it. They built this one by me. So they were, they were definitely not like, well, we just built this theater. We're not putting in these new fancy reclining leather seats. Like we're, you're going to stick with what you got. Cause you know, we just paid for this shit. So they, they're still on those seats, but God, I love those reclining seats. Because I've seen those that I think some Regals have it. I've seen some smaller movie theaters have it. It's it's genuinely like it's the way to go. Yeah, the, there's a theater in Maslin, and I went there probably two or three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, most recently was like probably three years ago um, with my ex-wife. And I honestly can't even tell you what movie what movie we went to watch. Uh, I just I'm kind of I'm, I'm with Ed, man. Uh, movies are long. Yeah, but so are wrestling shows. Yeah, but I mean, summers. Have you hung out with me at a wrestling show? Like, how much am I actually paying attention? No, we've not hung out at a show because normally I'm front row. <laughs> yeah, you're usually front row, and I'm usually standing somewhere closer to the bar with a drink in my hand. And uh, I like look up enough to yell, do a fucking murder, Kaplan. And smoking Jay's sponsored athletes, Bitcoin boys, or thumbs up for Bishop. That's like, you know, those that's that's when I'm paying attention to the show. Yeah, at least it's not like AIW like 10 years ago. Like when I first started coming, those shows are fucking long. And I remember actually even even recent memory. I used to like work a first shift job, come straight to the venue and be there the whole show and like towards the end of the show i'd be like yawning like i'm fucking tired fuck and there's still like three matches to go son of a bitch i remember uh it was i, I can't remember what mount carmel show it was but there was a mount carmel show that i think it was almost one o'clock in the morning that um that we were like walking out to go like walking out to the parking lot so to, to leave it was well those mount carmel shows ran really late it might have been I want to say it might have been a hell on earth. There was one hell on earth where uh, Vic Joseph messaged me and asked me if AIW was still going on. And I was like, yeah. And like, it was like close to midnight. And this is obviously this is before he, he went to WWE, but still it was like one of those times where like AIW ran super fucking long. And yeah, I know they were still doing it at Mount Carmel. They obviously always did it, dur- like almost always did it during Turner's Hall. Luckily now we got it down to like a nice, like, three-hour show yeah well, i, I want to say that there was a gauntlet it might have been the gauntlet that prohibition won so whatever number that was um it was like almost midnight whenever the gauntlet was starting and kurt just looked at me and he's like dude i'm dying and at that time i was almost i lived almost two hours away so i like and i still had to take him home and he lived in maslin so i was like 45 minutes away from his house in maslin so I was like, fuck it, dude, let's, let's just go. And so like we left right, like right as the gauntlet was starting, but it was almost midnight whenever, whenever we left. You know what? Maybe it was a gauntlet because 
there I knew there was some big match that we had to wait on. For some reason, I thought it was Hell on Earth because a lot of Hell on Earths have ran long, but it might have it might have been a gauntlet because the gauntlet hadn't happened yet, and that has you know that's obviously going to be like close to an hour, right? And I, I I'm fine with wrestling shows running long because I like hanging out with you know I, that's when I break to hang out with my friends. So I'm cool with wrestling shows running long because that's more time that I get to hang out. But yeah, so there's sometimes where I just get real tired and, you know, living in North Canton, I still have an hour drive uh, to get back. I know there's a lot of people that, you know, come down for, you know, from, from further. Like you got uh, Orange coming down from New York and shit. But I'm an old man. I get real tired easy. But I think with Orange, like most of the time, he's not going back right after the show. Like I know he did this past one. But most of the time, like, I I believe he stays the night and then leaves. I could be wrong. Yeah, because I think he usually goes to the after parties, too. Mm-hmm. I don't do the after parties. I, I, I went to one at Good Company once. And then uh, might have been, I think it was the Danhausen show. I got too fucked up. And I didn't go to the after party. But uh, Dustin Alberti let me stay over at his house. And there was like a whole bunch of people that uh, was over at his house for a while. Um, so that's like the extent of my, my hanging out and partying after a show. Yeah. I, I've done it here and there, but you see, I think I did good company like maybe twice. And then I just did uh, the dive bar the first time they did it. And I'll probably never go back and it's nothing against them. It's just more or less if I park at the venue I'm then going to walk to the dive bar and like walking up that huge ass hill doesn't necessarily work for my fat ass. Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> fucking, I got like towards the top of that thing. Like I'm like sweating. I'm fucking, I don't want to say I was fully out of breath. There's still like a fucking work. I think like my legs, my legs were fucking burning. Luckily, like when I left, like going back down, wasn't a big of an issue, but still like, I don't know. Like I've, I've never been a bar person. Like, even locally, like the many times that I've gone out to a bar in my drinking experience, which is like almost 15 years, it's like under 10 times, like going out like at night, like granted, like I do the uh, Browns backer stuff and we, we were at a bar, but I won't count that the same as like going out, going bar hopping and everything and drinking. I'm like, yeah, like, that's just no, too much for me. No, I, I understand. Uh, I don't really drink too much anymore. Um, whenever I drink, it's because my mental health is fucked up and I'm just trying to like not feel anything. Um, but whenever I was drinking regularly and I was out at the bar, I always had to be at a bar that like I knew enough people at, because if I, if I, if I go into a place and I don't know people, I get really anxious and like, I just, I don't do well. So I pretty much go into the bar that my sister-in-law was the bartender at. And then I would just get stupid fucked up there with her. Yeah, that I don't know. And I, I, I've had so many friends that love doing like going out to bars and everything that I'm just like, no, why would I want to go out? Like they're crowded. Um, like alcohol is like so expensive. Like and I'm comparing that to at home prices. It's like I can buy a six pack and drink it for a lot cheaper than, you know, going out to a bar. I'd rather I'd always rather a bunch of friends get a bunch of money together we buy whatever alcohol we want and go to someone's house or whatever. But I haven't, God, I haven't done that in years. Yeah. I like, I started, I started smoking weed and then I just kind of quit drinking. Uh, but I don't know. I, 
I don't know. My, my thing with alcohol is, I don't know, pretty, pretty deep. Like I was, I was not in a good place and I needed to quit drinking anyways. And I didn't know how to tell myself that I had enough. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I was drinking, I was just, I was going to black out. So I had to take, um, I had to take a break from drinking for a long time until I could kind of get that under control for myself. Yeah. I think unfortunately for me, like I can't smoke weed. Like I have, it's either drinking or nothing. Luckily, is I mean, it, is luckily, that just because of your job or, uh, just because you don't want to smoke weed? Um, like it's mostly my job. Cause like the funny thing with me, which I don't know if I've ever like told this to anybody, I, I do, people do think like I don't drink and I don't do any drugs. But it's like, no, like I just don't. I, I mean, I, I know you drink a little bit, but mm-hmm, it's, it's not often. And, and then you've told me before that like you smoked weed whenever you were younger. Yeah. When I was, when I was a teenager, uh, eighth grade going into my freshman year, I, I smoked weed for the first time. And then like, if I was ever around anybody like, in our, cause I grew up in a trailer park, like if they smoked, I ended up smoking. Sometimes I would buy my own stuff and share, but like it, it was definitely rare. Then I had a one point when I was still a teenager, like later on, like maybe 17, 18 or 18 to 19, I went a full year without smoking it to prove to all my friends who were, who would go on like six months probation and couldn't fucking handle it. I'm like, I'm gonna go a full year without smoking any weed. And then at that, cause I went from birthday to birthday that last birthday, like I smoked with everybody. Cause I, I basically said, I'm going this whole year without it. Get to me after my birthday. And like, I got hit up a lot. Then, uh, like it was just here and there. I wasn't like smoking a lot. When I got into my twenties, I started dating my ex and she didn't smoke weed at all. Didn't smoke anything. At that point, she didn't drink. I was told, like, after our relationship, she did end up drinking a little bit, but still, like, she was super fucking sober. So I didn't smoke weed. And then in the middle of that relationship is when I started becoming a truck driver, and then I'm not allowed to smoke weed. I, I don't miss, like, smoking per se, but I never got to try edibles. And I see a lot of people, I got friends that, you know, either they go out and buy them legally or they make them. And it's like, I would like to try that, but I can't. Dude, uh, those edibles that Kyle brought, uh, whenever I met him back in, I think, August, holy shit, those space cakes were so good. I don't know if he listens, but Kyle, if you listen, those space cakes were fucking amazing, dude. I know uh, Bill Taylor had one before AIW, this last show, because I was with him when he was walking in. I was like, well, me and Kyle were walking together, and uh, there was Bill. And he gave Bill one. I guess I didn't realize to looking on Twitter, like Bill left like early in the show because it started fucking hitting him. <laughs> Fuck. Well, so, uh, might've been, I want to say it was one of the April shows. Um, Trombetta comes up and says hi to me and then like walks away and then walks back up and hands me a piece of space cake. And so I, you know, I, I, I want to say that was one of the April shows. And, uh, then at the Danhausen show, I actually got to meet Kyle and he handed me a cookie and I ate the whole thing, probably like a dumbass. Plus I had already smoked on my way up there. And then like, as I'm eating this fucking cookie, you know, the parking lot crew is out there just passing shit around like we do. I do. I was so fucked up for that entire show. And then my dumbass on top of it started drinking like crazy because I was, I was drinking Tito's and Sprite, all, double Tito and Sprite all night, plus like 
every single time I would turn around and I would see Dalton with an empty cup, uh, like him or V, I would look at him like, you guys need another drink? I'd be like, yeah, sure. All right. So I, I'm buying drinks for, you know, me, Dalton, and V the whole night. All I think all three of us were pretty fucked up. That was fun. Good times. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to tell this story, but uh, Halloween. Yeah, you're allowed, you're allowed to tell it. Oh, no, because it doesn't have to do with me. It has to do with someone else in my house here. And that really narrows it down when the other three are pets. Um, <laughs> my well, I definitely want to hear this story. <laughs> uh, my now life. A uh, week before our wedding, we went to a Halloween party at uh, one of my friends' house. And, you know, they all smoke weed and all that kind of stuff. And my one friend's wife made pop brownies. Well, she's used to everybody else's tolerance. Like, her husband and all them, like, they smoke a lot of weed. Amanda doesn't. Amanda had two. And when oh, I, te- no. when I, yeah, when I tell this to people, cause I, I said to somebody and they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, yeah, you can. It's just not the same consequence. She overdosed. So no, she didn't die, obviously, but it fucked with her so bad. Oh yeah. And I was the sober one that had to deal with it. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I bet that was fun for you. Oh, horrible. Being the, being the sober one of the two, and like sometimes she would say stuff to me where I'm like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> like that makes no fucking sense." I but, made uh, I made a bunch. I used to have uh, a party for WrestleMania every year, and one of the last ones that I did, I made a shit ton of uh, cookies and like muffins and, and brownies. And I made sure that everybody was very well aware that every single one of those uh, desserts had weed in it. And everybody ate those things like they were just regular cookies or, you know, regular brownies, whatever. And the show finally started, you know, like the show starts and everybody except for me and one other person was passed out. And, you know, WrestleMania is fucking seven hours long. So, no joke, dude. As soon as that final bell rang that, you know, the match was over, Kurt opens his eyes and looks around and goes, well, that show fucking sucked. <laughs> and I just looked at him. I was like, Kurt, you just got a full night's sleep during this. What the fuck are you talking about? You didn't even watch the pre-show. <laughs> dude, they were all fucking out of it, man. It was so, so good. I, I didn't make any more edibles uh, for any more of the WrestleMania parties after that. Yeah. So I think after I retire or get out of trucking, I'm hoping it's retire. I hope I don't have to change fucking industries, but that's when I'll do it. Cause there is one thing that like happened recently and it just kind of goes to show you of like, this can't happen. Uh, my wife's uh, uncle worked for the same company. I do. We're on like different accounts. Uh, he ended up getting a random and this motherfucker like, parties and shit all the time at his place and like he smokes weed well he got popped for it and got fired so like it's like it's like that those things that i gotta worry about and i i've i've looked at it for ever since i got into it like i can do that when i retire yeah it gives you something to look forward to right yeah i I would love to be able to try edibles but i get a random very quick after that like that edible isn't worth my career and all that kind of shit, and especially when student loans repayments about to pop back up and I'm about to start paying my loans again. Like, yeah, fucking it sucks. <clears throat> yeah, I haven't had a job that drug tested uh, God, probably in the last 10 years. Every every job that I've had, 
Um, I've been able to smoke weed. And for the most part, um, I would say most of the jobs that I've had have known that I smoked weed. Uh, the hotel, I think they probably knew, but I did a good enough job that they just, you know, they promoted me to management, never asked any questions about it. So I just, you know, I didn't talk about it. I wasn't as open about, uh, about it as what I am now. And I'm still like, my parents still don't know that I smoke, uh, but mostly because my dad's a preacher and I know that my parents would be a little upset. So I just don't tell them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, most people that know me know that I'm a stoner and most people that have ever met me, at least in the last, uh, 10 years, uh, you probably didn't meet me sober. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my, my, uh, my motto for the last 10 years has been, uh, never let them see you sober. So I'm just, dude, I'm always high. I'm, I smoked right before I got on this call with you. So that explains all the technical issues. Yeah. No, no, I'm just, I just suck with technology and, um, couldn't figure out how to record in discord. <laughs> I'm nah. sorry. <laughs> I don't think that's your fault. I think it's just one of those, just how shit works. Like I'm like, I've talked about before, like I've had different issues with some other services and I'm trying to still iron them out, but I might wait until I upgrade my setup. Cause I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the on the show before. I need to upgrade to an actual computer. Like, I'm on a laptop. Like, a laptop that I got in literally tax time 2014. And it's starting to get really behind on a lot of stuff of just being so old. And, like, I when I bought the laptop at the time, like, I didn't have an office. Um, I was using it in our in my, my ex's living room, like, where we lived. And then, obviously, I took it over the road. So, like, a laptop made sense. Now I'm to a point where... My laptop doesn't leave this room. Like everything stays plugged in. It's like, okay, now it makes more sense. I need a desktop and I need to get a lot of top of the line shit. Like necessarily like a sound card and everything. I just need like really good memory and everything so I can run a lot of my shit. I probably cut so much down in editing. So that's kind of like one of my goals for next year. I need to find a way to get an, an, an actual desktop and have a better setup for it. Yeah, I mean, I, dude, I'm right there with you, man. My Mac, I don't even know how old this thing is. Um, but I mean, but yeah, it's, it's fucking old. I need to upgrade. And I think that's honestly probably why I couldn't even get the Discord, uh, app to download onto my computers just because of how old it is. Uh, and I, yeah, I need, I definitely need to upgrade because I'm starting to do so much more stuff, um, with, with video mm-hmm. that like this, this thing it just isn't cutting it. Like any like editing or, and stuff that I, I I do, I I pretty much have to do on my iPad. I can't even fuck with it on my Mac. Yeah, damn, that and, sucks. And that's that's another thing too. So you know, like I said, my dad is a preacher. Uh, for the for those that don't know, I lead worship at my dad's church every Sunday, and then on top of it, uh, I'm like in charge of all the uh, audio and video shit. So I had somebody they like they made a like put put a video together and then brought it into me and they were like um, your dad wants uh, wants us to play uh, before he preaches or something and I was like oh okay uh, can you send it to me and they were like oh I, I thought maybe you could help me with that and I just looked at him and then I like I looked at the video and all they did was just put it together in 
uh, iMovie and save it. Like they hadn't even like exported it. And <laughs> con- like, so they're sitting there for the entire service trying to like, just waiting for, you know, for the file to condense so that they could even send it to me. Just I'm like, you guys, you guys need to stop looking at me. Like I'm some tech genius. I don't know any of this <laughs> shit. And like, you know, we, like we just upgraded our cameras. Uh, we went from uh, a one camera, uh, you know, streaming with one camera to now I have fucking three angles. Uh, you know, I have three cameras that are running and I've had to watch so many videos just so I could get this stuff working. And today was the first Sunday that I've been able to do um, a live stream without any interruptions and where it actually went like flawless. Yeah, that I I'm like a borderline tech person. Like there's things that I can figure out and all that kind of stuff. But like when you get to certain video stuff and all that kind of stuff, like uh, I'm just clueless. It's like half of the reason why there's no video version of this podcast. And I know a lot of people are going to that, but I'm like, let's go back to the fact that my laptop is from 2014 and I do not have uh, an external uh, webcam. So I have the built in one. Oh, it is fucking awful. It is God awful. It, you know, you're basically talking like early iPhone kind of, kind of look. It's just bad. I mean, I don't know that like a, a video podcaster, I mean, I don't know, probably still wouldn't be considered a podcast at that point, but I don't think that a video podcast is really necessary. You know, I mean, doing just doing just audio is just, is fine. That is the way I am, but there are like, I don't know, it's when it's just one of those things of being a podcaster of, okay, a lot of people are doing video format. Like, is that, is that worth it? Are there people that, that want to see more video? I mean, I can, I'm fine with audio stuff. I can make audio sound really good or at least, you know, decent, especially for like what I'm using. But yeah, but I, at least I can use the webcam as my excuse of like, yeah, that's why I don't use that. And like the internet I have here is, uh, we only have like one option. It was like, you have this speed or nothing. And luckily it's a decent speed. It's actually faster than uh, the place that I was at before this, but still it's not like, well, you can get this like slow one, this medium one, this fast one, this really fast one. Like, no, it was just like, this is it. I mean, I think if you're going to add video in, uh, I feel like that's something that you would, you know, wait until you start making money off the podcast to start adding that in, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I don't know, just all the extra work and the extra equipment and shit that you'll have, you would have to buy for it just doesn't make it that much sense to do it if you're not making any money off the podcast, just doing it audio. Yeah. So, yeah, more work. You don't need it. You're already busy enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I've never like seriously looked into it because it's just like if it came to a part where we needed it, like maybe that would be good for certain in person interviews. But I think for the weekly stuff we do, and not to mention, there are silences that I take out of the show and like having to sync that in video would be a pain in the ass. Oh, 100% man. And I think doing, um, maybe doing a video whenever you're doing an in-person interview is a good idea. Uh, but yeah, for the weekly podcast, I don't, I don't think you, you, I don't think that's something that you really need to do. And especially whenever you're going to have me on, cause if you're going to have me on and it's video, then I got to try to look pretty and I can just <laughs> sit here like do like I'm wrapped up in a fucking Ohio state blanket right now. I, I wouldn't be able to look like shit if this was on video. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't do the podcast with Pam being at work anymore. 
<laughs> because she would have to like be on camera at the same time and doing her job. So I could under I can understand like that could be a, a, a huge pain in the ass and liability. But hey, and and props to Pam for that podcast too because I know how difficult it is just to try to work in a kitchen uh, and talk to whoever is beside me. Uh, so try, trying to record a podcast while I was in the kitchen working would, uh, oh God, that'd be fucking miserable. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into some of the questions for you. And I forgot like this time we actually have, uh, some or one social media question. Let's get in that one first. Got a tweet from Zachary Blackburn at ZT Blackburn. Uh, he said he can't call, but first question is a favorite barbecue memory. Uh, I mean, honestly, a lot of the, like the early barbecue times for me, uh, barbecue for me, it really, really started out as uh very therapeutic. Um, back in 2013, I was working on my car and it caught on fire while I was laying underneath of it. And, uh, I was lifelated to the hospital, spent 13 days in the Akron burn unit and just pretty much stopped doing anything that dealt with fire. So um, whenever I started doing barbecue again, it was to help get over that PTSD. And uh, so it was like very therapeutic. But as far as like most memorable, it would probably have to be uh, the first AIW show that I did, which was Wrestle Rager 3. And that honestly, you know, I, I've said it before. Um, on I'm pretty sure on your show that uh, if it wasn't for AIW, I don't feel like I would really have uh, a business because, you know, doing all those uh, tailgates and stuff um, that helped to kind of get you guys to know who I was. But John really gave me that first opportunity for people to actually pay for my food. And, you know, it was a sponsorship deal. I didn't make any money off of it. But to watch people willingly hand uh, uh, Jim money for one of my pulled pork sandwiches and, you know, willingly hand money for my mac and cheese and then get a compliment uh, off of it after they actually paid for it. Uh, that's kind of one of those times that I think really sticks out to me. I think one thing that I do love about this community, whether it be you would call it AIW or, or whatnot of uh, being able to support people. And like, I, I remember that wrestle rager. Uh, to me, that is like the most fun Russell Rager. Uh, well, in between that one and I do love uh, the first one at that venue because we had all those like random people. Like uh, we had like the window guy and all that kind of stuff. But that one, when it got to be expanded to have your your food there, like it it felt special. And I mean, now too, like that's the last Russell Rager at that venue. Yeah, and that was Russell Rager four. Sorry, the okay, old yeah. Raven third one at the venue though that's the the crazy thing that there was yeah. the original three-day wrestle rager and that was at turner's hall and then years later we started the one at now that's class yeah and um yeah i mean God, dude now that's class that was just such a special place like the the atmosphere for a wrestling show at at those was just so much fun dude i i love the whenever we talk about those shows it was like, or those years, it was like, which show did you like better, Absolution or Wrestle Rager? Because they, they were both like these parties, but they were like different feels, kind of a, a felt uh, of a party. 
Well, yeah, I mean, Absolution is like, you know, that's your, your real wrestling show where the stories that have been going are going to kind of, uh, you know, come, come to an end and, and, you know, new stories are going to begin. And then wrestle rager is the day that everybody goes out and they just don't give a fuck. And there's still, there's still the stories, uh, for, for certain things, but it's more of a just free for all fucking let's bring some chaos and, you know, let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. Just two completely different shows. I, 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 it's, it's, it's one of those things where you can't even, I don't, I really don't even feel like you can compare absolution and wrestle rager. Like, you know, like have them try to even try to have them in the same type of conversation. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason why I put them in the conversation is like, you've, those are easily the best two shows of the year for, for one reason or another. And it's going to depend on which version you like more will be the one you, you put on that, that number one spot because also too, like with wrestle rager, that's always like the end of the summer. Like we're talking the uh, weekend before labor day weekend. So like we're we're ending summer with this with this huge party every year. It's the last the last party of the summer. Yeah, I I love Russell Rager. I'm sad I had to miss it this year. But I just you know I love the chaos of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit added chaos this year because a new venue, different feel. I I don't think anything's going to duplicate now that's class. Like this one's oh was okay with it, but like it's still like I mean the fact that. It's in this, like, now that's class, it was in this kind of, like, fenced-in backyard, and it, it felt like a, a genuine backyard show. Remember whenever Sabu got mad because he thought that it was a backyard show? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, the starchy vegetable had to try to calm him down. So, no, like, this is, you know, this is a legit thing. We, we run monthly. Starchy vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, if you know, you know. Uh, Zach also asked, when is Derek Dillinger getting his own sandwich? Maybe something open face with some neon relish. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love Derek. Um, you know, so I started doing those. Uh, <laughs> if, if you were at the, uh, the show at fuck, uh, Jefferson, uh, the Ashtabula show, the, um, there was that food truck, the sloppy toppy food truck. <laughs> yes. And you know, we all, we all got such a good, uh, such a kick out of it. So, I mean, maybe, especially if you're doing relish on something, uh, you know, so we started doing our version of, you know, what we call a sloppy toppy and, you know, hot dog toppings stuff. So, uh, I could probably come up with like an ace degenerate sloppy toppy. Uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, Derek, if you're listening to hit me up, if you have any good ideas, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll add Derek to the menu. I love Derek. Uh, for the most part, I do. I think Derek listens, so he he will probably hit you up with with a response. Cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I lo- I love Derek. He's especially uh, he's one of those that uh, coming out of the pandemic uh, really grew. I felt like whenever it was the production, you know, with Magnum and Frankie and uh, Eddie and Danhausen, Derek uh kind of got pushed to the back a little bit more you know and coming out of the pandemic uh watching the growth that he's had has just been amazing and you know I love I love the name change going you know to Derek Dillinger and I'm 
I'm on the I'm on the the Derek Dillinger train, you know, with Jay Gold. So, yeah, Derek, let's get you, let's get you a sandwich on the menu. I definitely love this version of the production. I think I've liked every version, and it's like every tweak like makes sense and is so much fun. And like going back from the to like to the very very beginning of it, and now when it's down to just two, Derek and Ziggy, I fucking I love them both. I wouldn't mind seeing like a full faction again but i think that Derek really needs to be the forefront of it yeah you know so i mean you know you look at it there's three championships uh you know not including in that host division you know there's there's three championships in aiw so if you have you know somebody that can go after that absolute championship and then somebody that can go after that intense and then you know a tag team in there i think that having that form of uh of the, of the production with Derek. Uh, really being, you know, the outspoken leader because I know he says, you know, hasn't he always been the leader of the production? But in the eyes of a lot of us, whenever that first started, you know, Frankie was supposed to be the the one that was leading it. Mm-hmm. So having Derek is really the forefront of the production with the full group. Uh, I think that that would be really interesting. I don't know who you'd put there because you know it, it has to make sense, mm-hmm. but. Uh, yeah, I mean, seeing him as a leader, I think that would be really cool. It would definitely have to do with, like, fitting with, the, like, the Ziggy and Derek dynamic right now. So I think that's why I prefer it being just the two. But I don't know. I think if you're going to add somebody else, maybe it would have to be somebody from the outside. I don't know if there's anybody in AIW right now regularly that would fit. So yeah, that- the, only, the only person that really kind of comes to my mind and... Uh, I can't even remember his name, honestly, but isn't there not Atticus, but isn't there another Kogar? Uh, Otis. Otis. Okay. Like I, I've never actually seen Otis wrestle, but just basing off of what I see, uh, gimmick wise, I think that him, like it's, he almost has like a little bit of a horror type of character. So I think that like somebody like him going in with the production might be good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a good fit. Mm-hmm. It has to. It has to make sense, and you know the characters have to kind of all align. All right, we got got a few phone calls, so uh, let's get into them. First, we're gonna start off with Reese. Hey guys, this is Reese calling a little bit under the wire here, but I saw that. You, Justin, had Mr. Smoke and Jay Barbecue Brock himself on the show, so I decided to pop in with uh, just two questions really quick. Uh, first off, are there any foods that you absolutely hated as kids, but as time has passed and your taste buds have flourished that you have fallen in love with? Like, for example, when I was a kid, I did not think sauerkraut and horseradish would be a part of my diet, but then I discovered the Reuben, and I was, I'm a, I'm a kraut man through and through now. <laughs> Uh, and secondly, uh, who is your favorite weekend update anchor from Saturday Night Live? And I'm going to cheat here with four, but my top four are Kevin Nealon, Norm MacDonald, and specifically Amy Poehler with Tina Fey. That was my anchor team growing up watching it. I mean, yeah, I saw Tina Fey and Jimmy Fallon too, but I don't want to talk about Jimmy Fallon. Anyway, here's to hear what you guys have to say. Much love to you, Justin. Much love to you, Brock. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay hydrated. Hope to see y'all at a show very soon. Peace. All right. Thanks, Reese, for for that one. What was uh 
a food you hated as a kid but enjoy now? Um, I don't know. So, I mean, he said, you know, what's a food that you love now? I can't say that I love I love it now, but uh, I was not a big fan of mushrooms whenever I was younger. And now I, I do enjoy them, um, especially with a lot of, you know, with with us trying to do a lot more um, meat substitutes. One of the things that I did was uh, I smoked mushrooms and made like a, a vegan Philly out of them. And uh, dude, smoked mushrooms are so fucking good. So that's probably the the thing from my childhood that I didn't like that I do enjoy now. I've always loved mushrooms, especially like on pizza. And then if I will suggest to anybody, if you like mushrooms on pizza, try a pizza from Ohio Pie Company because uh, our actual normal pizza order is pepperoni and mushrooms. And we decided to try that one. I think we had, we had already tried a couple of specialty pizzas. We're like, well, let's try what we normally get from everywhere. So we try that and those mushrooms were literally the best mushrooms I've ever had on a pizza. Like, I don't, I don't do not know how to describe it other than that. I mean, I, mushrooms on pizza is good too. I haven't had, I, I haven't got to have a Ohio pie co, So I'm a little upset. I, cause I, I hear everybody always talk about it, but it's just so far away from me that I just, I don't get it. I get that because I was very much the same way. But when I started working in Strongsville, like it's only like maybe five miles or so from where I work. And it's almost a straight shot. Like after I get off the road that my work is off of, it's just, I turn right and it, I go, there's a lot of lights and everything to where it takes longer than it, it would uh, going like on the highway. But still like I, I did not try it until then. they make great pizza and they make great cookies. Like I really don't know which one they do better. That's the only way I describe it. The only thing is like, I'm probably, I was probably like you of like every time you're in Cleveland, like you're doing other things, eating other places to where it wouldn't make sense to, you know, stop in there to grab stuff. Yeah. I mean, whenever I'm up in the Cleveland area, it's usually uh, either for AIW or cause I'm building a car wash somewhere up there. And uh, whenever I'm like, you know, doing my, my real job, I have to go to lunch with, you know, the other guys and kind of wherever they want to go. And, uh, if it's not a fucking bacon cheeseburger, then I'm probably not going to go and get to go and eat at that place. Cause you know, the guys I work with are just you know, like fucking trash mouths. They, they want their burgers and their fried food all the time. And, you know, I, I got, I got them to go to heart of gold one day. And, uh, that was interesting. <laughs> me and me and my one friend, really loved the food uh the other the other guys were uh a little more unsure <laughs> I, I bet I, I was just there uh before the aiw show and looking at their menu i could see where that was going to be kind of an issue well so, so you know no no offense to rednecks um <laughs> but two of the guys that i was working with they're a little they're a little hillbilly and uh the one was looking at the menu he, he goes Ooh, mushroom meatloaf. I fucking love meatloaf. So that's what he got. And then he bit into it and he was like, this isn't meatloaf. And I looked at the, uh, at the menu and saw a V beside the mushroom meatloaf. And I went, Dan, there's no meat in it. It's vegan, man. Like it's, 
the mushrooms are the substitute. And he's like, oh, man, <laughs> he ate the fries. But he, I'm sorry, Jonah. He, not like you listen anyways. <laughs> but uh, he was he was not big on, on the mushroom meatloaf. I went there. I had the wings. I was in between like there was like a garlic one and lemon pepper. And it was a dry rub. And I was like, ah, let me try this other dry rub uh, lemon pepper. I, it was it was very lemony and very peppery. Like, I didn't necessarily hate it. It was more or less how I am with dry rubs. And I kind of wish I would have went with the other one. But still, like, I hate it all. Uh, I still recommend anybody to go. I still want to try uh, wet lemon pepper. That fucking AC Mac just told me so much about that. It's huge down in Atlanta. I'm not real big on lemon pepper stuff. Like, I, I like it, but not huge. Yeah. Not a huge fan. And then when I went there, too, like, I had ate a little bit earlier in the day. Like, when I woke up. Cause I knew like, I just couldn't go the whole day without like waiting till I got there to eat something. And I might've ate like a little bit too much where I was like, well, I'm going to need to eat something to last me through the show. So I'm like, I got to eat something small. And that's what I ended up picking wings. Like, but like, I think if I had more time, I would have tried the burger and a couple other things. Cause, but I was going like more on the smaller side. Yeah. I, I had the smash burger uh, whenever I was at heart of gold mm-hmm. and it was so fucking good, man. So good. I sent Jonah a text after we left and told him how good it was, too. Uh, the second question is, what's your favorite weekend update anchors on SNL? Uh, 100% Norm MacDonald. Uh, I can't even think of any, uh, any of the other ones. I haven't watched SNL in a real long time, either. So uh, I'm more like nostalgic for the, the shit from the 90s, because I'm, I'm a huge Chris Farley fan. Mm-hmm. So uh norm mcdonald kind of fits into that whole uh you know chris farley adam sandler kind of crew i like a lot of them but i wasn't watching snl regularly at that time like if i was seeing anything it was like replays a couple years later and all that kind of stuff for me though i love seth myers and cecily strong those are two of my favorites i liked i really liked it when seth was solo like some of his jokes uh, uh, or any everything was just it made he was a guy who was able to do it alone and they hadn't done that in a little while. Cecily Strong f- stepped in with him and then like when he left, I think she was she might have been the weekend update anchor for a year before they switched it ov- over to uh, Colin Jost and uh, God, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Michael Shea. And like when also like I know he didn't ask. But add in, not as an anchor, but people that were able to come on and be funny. I add in also Cecily Strong because she had one of my favorite characters, uh, the girl at the party that you wish you didn't start a conversation with. If you look that up on YouTube, I think she's fucking hilarious as that. And of course, Bill Hader as Stefan. Like, hands down, like every time that he, he would do that character, I thought it was gold. I do remember some of those Bill Hader skits. Yeah. Yeah, he he was good whenever he would come on there, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Reese. Uh, let's move on to Dalton. Hey, Justin. Hey, Brock. This is Dalton. Um, I understand Brock's going to be on the show today. And just, you know, I saw his name pop up and I had a few questions. Whenever uh, I went to visit Ohio for an AIW show, uh, you, we, you know, we got to talk and we got to talk about music and stuff like that. And you had mentioned that you were in a band and that you opened up for the chariot before. And I thought that was pretty cool. It's pretty neat. It's pretty rad. 
And I was like, damn, I wonder who else he's open for. So if you could, give me like, you know, not nothing long, nothing major. Just give me a top three. Favorite, Brock's favorite, favorite bands, bands that Brock, Brock's favorite bands that he's performed with or played a show <laughs> with or did anything like that. And, you know, it's pretty sweet to hear. Love you. Lo- wait, wait. No, that's not right. Wrong show. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, uh, yeah, th- this one's more for you than anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, for, yeah, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, I toured. Uh, see, I graduated high school in 2007 and took off with my band and uh, I played out on the road until 2011. I decided to quit touring. Uh, I signed a record contract whenever I was 19. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been all over the place. I've played some really cool shows. I guess my top three, uh, the chariot, definitely. That's definitely a top three. Uh, I got to play with those guys a few times and every single time I got to play with them, it was, I mean, every single time was awesome. Uh, they're like a chaotic hardcore band, but I don't know how they could be so chaotic and still so in time together. It was just so fucking amazing. Uh, Norma Jean is another band that's up there on that list for me. Um, I got to open up for them the first time on my birthday. And then uh, it was like a week later, my band signed, or no, like a couple months later, my band signed with uh, our label. And that was one of those shows that helped um, kind of solidify things for our label with us, too, that, to make them want to sign us. Uh, but I got to play with them a couple of times, and they're another band, you know, so tight. You know, they 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 play so well together. Um, everything is just on. Uh and then my children, my bride is another one. Uh, I got to play with those guys a lot. Um, became pretty decent friends with them. Uh, so I mean, anytime I got to see those guys, it was it was fun. Uh, and then an honorable mention. I know you said top three, so an honorable mention is going to be Aaron Gillespie, uh, formerly of Un- uh, Under Oath and The Almost. I got to play with him. He did an acoustic set like the week after he made the announcement that he was leaving under oath. And, uh, there was a station that was doing an interview with him in the green room and me and our bass player were in there just kind of hanging out. And Aaron was making the, the host, um, a sandwich with just like everything that was, uh, you know, like there for catering. It was just like, you know, deli trays and shit, nothing too insane. Um, but he was just taking like everything that was on the table and putting it on the sandwich. And he made the, uh, the host try it and you know, he was talking about how terrible it tasted. And Aaron was like, I don't, I don't think it's really that bad. And he turns around and he sees me and he goes, Hey, you come over here. And so I had to uh, go over and take a bite of his sandwich. And then I lied to him and told him that it wasn't that bad, even though it really was absolutely disgusting. I have no idea who any of those people are. All hardcore bands. <laughs> they were all hardcore bands, Justin. I think I've heard of Under Oath, but I couldn't tell you damn thing about them. Uh, Under Oath is probably the most popular of those bands that, that I just mentioned, um, and you know, all all, all of them were uh, were Christian hardcore bands. I I, I played Christian metal. Uh, I was the vocalist in a Christian death metal band for a little bit, and then I played drums in a Christian hardcore band. So yeah, uh, they were they were all Christian bands that I played with. Only Christian band I really liked was uh, Pod. 
Uh, POD was cool. I, um, I never got to play with them, but I, I met a couple of the guys from POD. Uh, we were on a festival together, but there was so many stages that I don't feel comfortable saying that I like played with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, when they first like hit big with uh, fundamental elements of the South town of South or of South town, very first video. Cause actually I first saw it on WWE. It was fucking WWE heat. Cause at one point they were like doing like music videos, like, towards the end of the episode and then i think putting in uh wrestling from that week or something maybe and i was like "Ooh, who are these guys and then like when i got to school like a friend of mine got was really into them too or got really into them for some other reason like we both heard uh south town and we fucking fell in love with them and then i remember fucking they, they had one hit off that album like start the party or something like that but i know like the next album satellite when alive came out they fucking like a huge that's when they really fucking got huge yeah that was whenever they blew up mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know i feel like uh wrestling kind of introduced a lot of uh, introduced people to a lot of really good bands um you know pod was one of them creed wasn't one of them but <laughs> uh scott Stapp uh went to college with my old youth pastor and lived in the dorm uh right across the hall and it was a christian college and scott got uh, Scott got kicked out for doing drugs and then would like sneak back into the dorms. Uh, don't let certain people on wrestling Twitter hear you say that. Cause there's a lot of people out that love fucking Creed. Like, yeah, sure. They were, they were a band. They did stuff. <laughs> they had one song that I really liked and that was, um, Oh, now I'm blanking on the fucking name. It's even not one of to me, it's not one of their, uh, huge hits. Fuck, now I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> it was off the Scream soundtrack. I know that. That's not where I heard of it, but I know like the video for it has like Scream stuff in it. I mean, I thought Creed was good before I knew what music was. <laughs> <clears throat> if it's the one that I'm at, I think I actually had it in my head, but I have a really bad habit of like, I think I know something, but then I like go look it up and I'm like, oh no, that's, that's not what it was it. Um, or I'll go look it up and just, I'll just be wrong. Yeah. It's what if. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that song. I think I liked it because it's like it's like heavier than all their other hits. The the song that I remember the most from Creed, it, it's one hundred percent just because of the WWF <laughs> vignettes that got played was my sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> like dude, I, I anytime I hear that song, like if for whatever reason if I'm listening to the radio and it comes on, uh I still think of that uh Hardy Boys <laughs> vignette that they played with my uh, my sacrifice. The thing is, to haven't it has been like it was used on many different things. Yeah, it was, but uh, the the Hardy Boys vignette is the one that mm-hmm. always comes to my mind. I think the thing too is, I think they've made like fake music, or people have made fake music videos with that, to where it seems like it fit in that era, but it, I can't remember. They, uh, Creed was the '90s version of Nickelback. Oh yeah, Creed Creed walked so that Nickelback could run. Yeah, and most people I know that like Nickelback liked Creed too. They all have shitty taste in music. Though I will say this about Nickelback: they have one song that I I really like, and it's oddly enough the one that they use for Raw. Everything else for theirs I couldn't stand. Even before they made it the Raw theme, it wasn't just like oh WWE used I liked it. Like no, I heard it and I was like oh this is actually like pretty good for Nickelback. 
like everything else they've ever done, I could never get into this one I really liked. Then when WWE's, I was like, well, there, there I go, and I get to hear it every week. But Wait, yeah, what what song did WWE use from Nickelback for Raw? Okay, no, I don't, I don't have any memory of this. Now I have to look it up. Oh shit! I'm sorry. I think it's it's the only Nickelback song I have on my phone. I don't know if I have two. Oh, oh because they did a really good cover of "Devil Went Down to Georgia." Okay, I was like, why do I have to have another one? That's, that's fucking random. <laughs> oh yeah, and it came out last year too. Oh god. Uh, burn it to the ground. God, yeah, I don't even remember that one. Are you talking like 2008? Like that's when the album came out, late 2008. All right, so that was that was like at a time that I wasn't really watching wrestling okay. too much because I was that I was I was on the road, um, and I you know I I'm pretty sure in 2008 I still had a flip phone too, <laughs> so I wasn't watching shit on my on my phone while I was on tour. Um, but yeah, so that that explains why I don't remember that then. All right, thanks, Dalton. Now we'll get into the last call. Green button. It's Ed from Pod Van Dam. Hey, this is Ed from Poppy and Dam. And uh, I'm calling in because I just fixed the fish tank. And I have uh, two questions for Brock Summers. If you also feel like answering them, go right ahead. Um, it's going to be a fucking very kill, but I feel like let's leave it more towards Brock and we'll do a smoke a blunt with, eat barbecue with, and murder between the Bitcoin boys and the Duke. So I want to know who you would eat a, eat a barbecue with. Who you doing a doing a fix in the fish tank with, and then who would you murder? And the second question is, you know when wrestlers shave their legs and like their bodies and everything, um, to like look good in their gear. Do you think they stop where the gear stops, or do you think they shave their uh shave their butthole? Uh, I'll take my <laughs> answer off the air. Bye. I didn't realize until now. I think Ed's asked that second part before. Oh, that's not where I thought it was going, but holy shit. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, um, God damn, Ed. Okay. Which one do you want so, to start with? Um, well, I don't know if, if they go all the way to their butthole, but I, I have uh, heard from some wrestlers that wear kick pads that like they you know they wear the the kick pads and then you know the underwear trunks that they only like shave their their thighs and, and you know like that area the rest of their leg they they leave hairy uh so if if that's all they're shaving i'm guessing they're not shaving their butthole um i don't know what's your opinion on that one summers <laughs> uh how many my question is how many people actually like shave their butthole and then how many how many of that do you think is in wrestling? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I've never asked anybody if they shaved their butthole before. Like that's never been something that I've thought about. So You know, for a guy who's asked that what well, I believe twice here on the show, uh they also have their own show and they used to have wrestlers on all the time and they, they never really asked that question. Yeah, yeah. I mean I Ed, you know, well start doing some more interviews. And, and so you can ask that question on your show. Uh, I mean, I, I, I did send, uh, I, Ed had a question for a certain wrestler and that certain wrestler came down to my restaurant one day. And so I asked the question and videoed it because I think Ed was too afraid to ask him. So I asked and I videoed it and then I sent it into the discord so that Ed could see it. So maybe Ed just needs to 
sack up and uh, start asking those questions themselves. Or they could have a thing where uh, people start calling into Pod Van Dam, and then they they bring up a wrestler, and they're like, "Do you think he shaved his?" Or they, because you can be anybody. Uh, do you think they shave their butthole? Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That 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 could be an entire segment on Pod Van Dam. Do you think Arthur MacArthur shaves his butthole? <laughs> I don't know. He seems like he's a little hairy. Seems, he seems hairy, but he like you know his head is shaved too. So yeah, but he usually still has like some stubble around his head. He doesn't. It doesn't seem like he goes like full razor. You know. Do you, speaking of which, do you think Razor shaves his butthole? <laughs> I don't even want to think about this shit anymore. <laughs> and fuck you, Ed. <laughs> Asking these questions. Um, fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> think Red Titus shaves his butthole? They really should have asked him that one. They, uh, yeah, with, with how they all feel about that about that interview, that you, you might as well. You might as well have just done it. Oh man. Um, so <laughs> smoke a blunt with eat barbecue with and do a murder. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one's pretty easy to choose, right? We're all murdering Mikey, right? Well, no, no, that might be the, why wouldn't you murder Mikey? He's going to be the easiest well, one to kill. No, <laughs> maybe, I don't know, but you, you smoke a blunt with Mikey cause he's the only one that smokes. You eat barbecue with Eric cause he's the, you know, he's, he's the, the cool one. And then you do a murder on the Duke because whenever I asked him to do my taxes, he told me no. Yeah, I kind of think that is the right, the right order. And I'm just picturing Eric eating barbecue with milk. <laughs> uh, I, I, you probably, uh, he's probably going to get a root beer uh, with his barbecue. But yeah, yeah milk, milk and barbecue. I don't know. I, you know, milk and olives doesn't really go together either, and he does that so. Yeah, he probably would add milk with his barbecue. That's all right. I'll forgive him. How do you feel about root beer? I love root beer. What's your favorite I'm, kind? I'm not like I'm not much of a of a soda drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, my my favorite root beer um, right now, honestly, I would probably say uh, Culver's. Um, they ju- they just built a Culver's by me, and they make their own root beer, and it's really good. Um, it's like really good for you know like an ice cream float also uh but a and w i think is what uh what brie usually buys for the house um because like we're kind of the three of us that live here none of us like really drink that much soda but mm. if we do it's like it's typically root beer uh so you know there's like almost always a 12 pack of a of a and w in the fridge you about did the mistake that I've done recently where you say A-N-W and you want to say A-I-W. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've done that way too many times. I've never had Culver, so I'm going to have to put that on my list when I do go to try their root beer. For me, I'm a huge fan of A-N-W. I like around me there is more of the drive-in diner uh, A-N-W. So like we used to have three, now there's only two. But like their root beer supposedly they make there it's not like they just have like regular two liter or whatever of anw on tap so right to me that is like top tier but then like if i'm going to like buy some like i still like i do like regular anw and alongside with it i like barks like for me like that one i grew up a lot on like that's like the first root beer i remember but the one that i hate 
Like I used to love it. And then I think of having like A&W for so long and Barks where I cannot drink it. And that's dad's root beer. I've heard people say that that's their favorite and they love it. And I don't know how. Like I've done for like a little substitute thing of you can get, you know, flavor packets for water and they have an A&W one. It is really fucking good. Like if I had to like quit pop altogether, like I actually did that for a couple of years. But if I just quit it, didn't want to drink anymore at all. Like that's one substitute I would have because it's I, to me, it's so close to the real thing. There's definitely a difference, but it's not like, oh, I can taste it. Taste the huge difference. One time or at some point, Giant Eagle that I go to, they stopped carrying A&W and they had dad's root beer. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's just flavor. Like an orange for one is pretty much the same for an orange for another. So I'm like, it should be the same thing. Nope, it wasn't. There was a clear difference. And then I was like, oh, that's weird. And then like after that, I tried dad's root beer again. And to me, like it was that same, like just disgusting taste. And it may be because I think A&W has a little bit of vanilla to the flavor. And I don't think dads or maybe some other ones don't, but I don't know. I just, I can't drink that one anymore. Uh, whenever you were down here for the North Canton show, there was, uh, it was pretty much like caddy corner to where AIW was set up. Mm-hmm. There was a, a booth that had root beer there. Did you have any of theirs? I don't think I did. I, I did used to like going to the fair and getting birch beer, which I don't know if it's the exact same thing or whatever. Like, I've seen at places like that where they don't advertise it as root beer, they advertise it as birch beer. I, I wish I could remember what that place was called, uh, but the, their root beer came out of a keg, and mm-hmm. that was one. That was one of the best that I've had. It might have been. Wish, some, I wish I could remember what it was called. It might have been something similar. I think for that day, I was more in the mood for uh, lemonade, like the ones where they have lemon and sugar and they shake it like that. I remember. I think we got like two things of. And, uh, and drink the, the North Canton show. I started drinking at like 10 a.m. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I had a I had a wedding to go to that. I didn't think I was going to actually make it to this show, but it was literally uh, the wedding and the reception were at the same venue. And like that, they had already done like some photos beforehand. So it was literally like, all right, now we're done. You can go eat. And I was like, holy shit, you just like ate up like an hour or so of like normal time. And I, I don't I think we were there like maybe an hour and a half. Oh, hell and, yeah. And since we had like all we had this time, I was like, fuck it. AW is free. It's not that far away. Let's go. Yeah, that was so nice, man. Cause, uh, so I, my, like my, my work is right down pretty much two buildings down from where AIW was set up at. So I just showed up and parked in my work parking lot. Uh, and then I fucked up and locked my keys in my car too. But you know, luckily, uh, roadside assistance came and unlocked my car for me. But uh, yeah, that was that was perfect, man. I drove ten minutes away from my house and I got to go watch AIW. It's so nice. That's that's one of the things I like about the Akron shows too. Is it's fifteen minutes from my house. It's so nice. It sounds like me and the Akron shows. Yeah, like I think I'm twenty, but it's still like not not that far. It's like three turns for me to get to the Tadmore Shrine from my house. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's so, it's so, so nice. I love it. Uh, I'm not like, I don't like, I, I prefer the shows at like the Odeon. And I've said this before, cause I don't feel like I can say fuck, uh, at Tadmore, but, <laughs> um, the 15, you know, 15 minute drive as opposed to the hour drive, uh, so much better. All right, man. Uh, any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, 
uh, normal stuff. Um, check out uh, Radka Racing Family. Uh, they are a, a bunch of race car drivers that we sponsor. Um, I'm not sure what's happening yet, but I was talking to Dan, and he said that uh, he just got an invitation to go down to uh, Bristol Motor Speedway in Bristol, Tennessee, and uh, race in February. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But if you're into uh, racing, uh, check out Radka Racing Family. Uh, we sponsor them. Uh, also, uh, BrainBusterTees.com. Uh, Bitcoin Boys have some merch up there. Uh, you know, we sponsor those guys as well. So go check uh, go check out their merch. Uh, they just got some. It's got a new design in that I really love. Uh, with Eric sitting in the hot tub and Mikey doing a cannonball into it. That's just a, a real cool design. So go pick up some Bitcoin Boys merch. Uh, social medias at smoking underscore Jays BBQ on Twitter and Instagram, uh, smoking Jays catering on Facebook, February 12th. We will be at toy Ohio, uh, with Ethan page, Dan Housen and Scarlett Bordeaux and powerhouse Hobbs will also be there. Um, and then in May, I don't know if, if we're going to be there both days, but I do know that we're going to be there at least one of them. I just don't know what day. But uh, at the same place that Toy Ohio runs, uh, the Gerard Metroplex um, Ohio Fan Fest is going to be running. And we will be there for that uh, as well. Uh, Raven, Kurt Angle, uh, Ty Conti, Anna Jay. Uh, God, a bunch of people from AEW. I think Sammy Guevara is on that list. Uh, a whole bunch of people that are currently signed with AEW are going to be there. And then if you are into uh, horror movies, there's a bunch of horror movie actors and actresses that are going to be there as well. Uh, they just, they're constantly posting, um, new, new guest announcements. Uh, so check that stuff out. Um, other than that, you know, I do catering. So if uh, you have a party or a family event or uh, you're getting married uh, or you're putting on an event like uh, Toy Ohio or Ohio Fan Fest and you want me to come and set up and sell my food, uh, hit me up on uh, any of those social medias. But other than that, man, that's all I got. Appreciate you having me on again. Uh, this was fun as always, and I appreciate everybody that uh, called in with questions. And of course, you can find myself at jsummers330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com. And we have the merch store over at whatamaneuver.net. Like I said earlier in this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. You're ever listening to this fine podcast whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, wrestlingcheers.podbean.com. Check out our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, Eurovision Showcase, Spanish Announce Table, and Wrestling with Altitude. Check out our other podcast friends, such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Game Marks Podcast, Powerbomb Jutsu, Spotlight Series, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, Positively Pro Wrestling, IWTV Guide, If You Catch My Grift, Add Outs with Wrestling, Best in the World Podcast, Marks with Mics, This Ends at Prom and Porch Talk. Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, 
Mouse's Wrestling Adventure, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Good Company, Heart of Gold, Toy Hiya Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and be sure to use the 10% off code when you order of Cheers so you can save yourself a little money. Russell Void, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially if you shave your butthole. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.